Good evening, good evening. This is the Know Your Role Player Podcast. I'm your host, J-A-Y, the letter B-T-H-O, and this is the Know Your Role Player Podcast. Um, I would like to first thank everybody for listening, got some new subscribers, uh, and I also want to say real quick that every app that my podcast is available on. So first and foremost, this is sponsored through uh, Anchor, so I'd like to shout out to Anchor. But if you don't have the Anchor app, I say download the Anchor app. And once you download it and subscribe to the podcast, whatever app that you have, Anchor will already link you towards that app. So as of right now, I'm on Apple Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and CastBox, okay? I am extremely close to being on Spotify. Now, I know a lot of people do not have iPhones. A lot of people do, but... um. Like I said, if you do have iPhones, I'm not on iTunes, but I'm on Apple Podcasts, which is automatically on your phone. Um, I should be on iTunes soon before the end of the year, but Spotify, I'm extremely close to Spotify. You know, I'm doing really good. And again, I want to thank everybody for the support. Now, a lot has been going on. Um, I'm not going to keep you all too long. Uh, today is Wednesday. The finals are tomorrow. And our finals matchup is the Golden State Warriors versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. On Thursday, game one of the 2018 finals. Now, real quick, how did we get here? Okay, obviously we got here because the Golden State Warriors defeated the Houston Rockets and the Cleveland Cavaliers defeated the Boston Celtics. Now, I left y'all from both game sixes, so we're going to pick it right up at game seven. All right. Now, I just want to say real quick that just because you get a guess right doesn't like I'm, I, I, as y'all remember before, I did predict that um Golden State would win. And Cleveland will win. But it's just a guess, honestly. Like, it's, it's a cool guess, and it's funny, you know, how it went down. But it's still a guess. So I don't I don't look at it by, like, the end-all, be-all, nothing at all. But like I said, um, I just want to go over. Now, let's do, let's do a finals preview real quick. And then we can do a backtrack because there's a lot of things I want to get to. Now, the Golden State Warriors are favored by 12 and a half points. Now, I'm going to be objective. I'm going to be 100% objective. I'm not going to do that it's over and for. I'm going to be 100% objective for Cleveland because the NBA got two seven-game series, and that's very good for them, and they're going to need something out of this. Now, I will say this. Andre Iguodala is probably the best defender in the NBA guarding LeBron because he literally knows half of LeBron's moves. Now, you can say, well, he still can't stop when he scores on him. Well, yeah, that's just a testament to LeBron's greatness. But again, Iguodala is probably the best NBA player in the league other than Kawhi Leonard. Let us say healthy. Iguodala, well, he's hurt too now. So when is not playing, it doesn't make them vulnerable because they lost Kyrie. And so a lot of stats that people have is on-off numbers with Iguodala on the court and Iguodala off the court versus LeBron. But a lot of those stats are based off of Kyrie Irving playing. So again, you know, I think this is where you miss Kyrie Irving. Listen, they have missed him. You know, LeBron's workload has been increased. You know, Iguodala has already been ruled out for game one. Um... I don't believe Kevin Love is going to play. You know, uh, you can't play with concussions. This is your head and your life. You know, he's still struggling in high uh, sunlight. I just don't see him playing. I think he's going to play game two. Uh, Iguodala is playing better. They're saying, you know, his knees swell and his uh, nerve is not responding. It's not that it's not working. It's just a lot of swelling around it. And again, they don't need Iguodala to beat this team because there's no Kyrie Irving. Now, I want to talk about last year. Last year's Cavaliers team was way better than our current Cavaliers team, and I can explain to you why. Other than Kyrie Irving, last year's Cavaliers team ranked as one of the top five offensive teams in the history of the NBA. Remember the one game they beat the Warriors in? They broke the NBA three-point record, you know? And so, again, I know people are like, well, they got it without there. That's just a testament to LeBron, you know? And we have to stop doing one thing, all right? We keep saying 
This is what I hear a lot, that LeBron has no help. I want to explain to you something very clearly. LeBron chooses his help. Okay, so when the Cavaliers, when LeBron came back to Cleveland, right, he already told them that he did not want to play with young players. For example, Andrew Wiggins. So they traded Andrew Wiggins. They got Kevin Love. Now, he was fine with Kyrie Irving, who was a young player, but he was a little bit more developed. Now, Kyrie Irving and LeBron, they were okay. They were cool. There was already reports that after the championship, after the championship that Cleveland won being down 3-1, that Kyrie Irving wanted to be traded. There was already tension there, you know, because Kyrie wasn't sure that what LeBron's going to do. And Kyrie was like, well, I'm not going to stay here while you guess and decide your future and dictate my future. Because best believe, if LeBron leaves the Cavaliers, they are the worst team in the league. All right, it's, there's no guessing. But again, I want to debunk uh, an idea that LeBron has no help. So again, LeBron chose to go back to Cleveland. So he knew Kyrie was Irving was in Cleveland, and he also chose to play with Kevin Love. He did not want to play with a young player. Now, Tristan Thompson, J.R. Smith, when they won the championship, both of those guys were free agents. And LeBron said, bring back the band, bring back the championship team. Now, both of those guys played great in the championship game, but they're both very flawed players. Thompson was a very good defender, but offensively, he's just not good. And J.R. Smith is extremely inconsistent. He has very good highs and very bad lows. You know, so again, when J.R. Smith's playing terrible and Tristan Thompson's not scoring and they people scream, LeBron doesn't have any help, dude, he chose his help. Like, he literally, even the coach, like, y'all remember that David Black got fired and he had a great winning record. He was number one in the East. So, you know, LeBron, listen, listen, I have a ton of respect for LeBron, but I've literally seen LeBron sit on a bench, point at a player, and that player get up and go in the game. And Tyron Lue looked like, yo, what just happened? You know, I can't blame Ty, Ty Lue for everything because I couldn't imagine coaching LeBron. Like, he probably is smarter than you. You know, it's probably tough when your coach, when your player thinks he's smarter than the coach. And I don't think that he's disrespectful. It's just that he has to go what he knows best. And he's like, yo, I think my brain might work a little more than yours. And even if it does, it's still tough for a coach. So, like I said, I don't think Ty Lue's a bad coach. Um, I just think he's in a tough spot, you know. I think he did a great job in 2016 as the switching LeBron on the Curry, getting the best player in foul trouble, wearing him down, and kind of taking down the Warriors. Because I want I want y'all to know anything. Because I'm, I'm not going to wrap up too long. So let's talk about the finals. Does Cleveland have a chance? Okay. If they hit 15 threes, yes, they have a chance. Now, defensively, they're terrible. Now, again, I know they defended Boston well. And we're going to talk about Boston. We're going to talk about Houston in a second. But I just want to remind y'all something. That... Cleveland is still a bad defensive team. And here's the thing. When you don't do nothing, when you pick up a habits, habits stay with you. So in the playoffs, Cleveland did pick up their defensive intensity, but they cannot sustain it. And the thing about the Warriors is they're not going to go away. They might be cold. They might act lethargic. They might act like they're not into it. But at some point, they're going to kick up into gear, as of right now. Now, the one thing about the Warriors, there is an on and off switch, okay? I've seen it multiple times this year where they're kind of dogging it, they're kind of lethargic, they're playing around, they're not playing too hard. And then all of a sudden, oh, we're up 20, you know, we're making every shot. And, you know, they're a little bit of a front-running team, they are. But, you know, there's 82 games in the season, and they already went for a 72-9 and season to try to have the best record in the NBA and try to win a championship, and they just missed it. You know, they just missed it. They wound up getting Kevin Durant, come back the next year and win the championship. So for the Warriors... You know, I think there's a lot of, you know, we've been here so much that we're trying to not stay bored. You know, again, I think Kevin Durant is the second best player in the league, but 
I'm not going to lie. There was times this past season where he just looked like he wanted to get thrown out of games. Like, he would just punch a ball, do something dumb. He just, it just looked like mentally, all of them, even Draymond Green. I think Draymond Green is a tremendous, tremendous defensive player. But there was times that he wasn't going 100. And I, I feel like that was calculated by all of them. It's like, yo, we're not going to go 100 in the regular season. Now, Houston, on the other hand, did. Houston went so hard in the regular season. They went for 65 wins. They played hard in a ton of minutes. They played Chris Paul a lot of minutes. But that's that's different. But I want to finish on the Cavaliers. So I'm going to pick the Golden State Warriors in five games, okay? I think Cleveland is going to win game three. I think both of these games will stay relatively close. And this is what I think is going to happen. I think Golden State is going to go up big, and then they're going to get lethargic. Now, here's the thing. Other than LeBron, let's say LeBron averages 30, 10, and 10. 35, 10, and 10. Other than LeBron, who can we expect to score? All right, it's a simple math game. Okay, so we give LeBron 35, 10, and 10. So what does J.R. Smith give us? Last playoffs, he gave us eight. Eight points a game, all right? You know, now can we expect more from J.R.? Yeah, he's streaky. Kyle Corver, yeah, but those guys can be beat defensively. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, if Kevin Love doesn't play and you only have one legitimate scoring option, I can't, you cannot go to the Jordan Clarkson. You know, you can't go to these guys that you can't depend on. You know, like a lot a lot with Cleveland is self-inflicted, you know. Oh, they don't have any help, but they choose to help. And then these guys that you can't depend on inconsistent players. All the players that the Cavaliers traded for after the uh right before the All-Star trade deadline are inconsistent. Talented, but inconsistent. Jordan Clarkson. Larry Nance, Rodney Hood, all talented but inconsistent. So again, there's there's a there's a theme there, you know. Of course they're available because they have some talent, but some talent doesn't get the job done. So again, I'm gonna pick the Golden State Warriors in five. I think most of these games will finish close because I think I think the Warriors kind of played around with Houston a little bit, and I think Steve Kerr is, is fed up with the playing around. So I feel like they're gonna be a little bit more serious in the finals and you know with that being said they only lost three games and no they lost more than three games but they they still been pretty good you know this houston series i think last year in the playoffs they were dominant they lost one game the whole playoffs they were on point and i feel like this year it's not that they're not dominant it's just that they're not it's something it's like they have higher ups and lower lows like they can peak and get hotter and beat a team worse but at the same time they can lose they're they're you know, last year I didn't. I felt like they were truly invincible. This year they're not invincible. Houston probably had their chances. Now, so like I said, so finals preview. I got Golden State in five. Um, you know, somebody said, is the NBA gonna fix it, and make it six? Maybe. If y'all see a lot of bad calls, you know, y'all make your own decisions on that. But like I said, I'm gonna pick the Warriors in five. Now, there's a couple of stories I want to get to. We're gonna get to them all very quickly. But I want to talk about the Warriors and Rockets series. So the Golden State Warriors on May 28th defeated the Houston Rockets. 101 to 92 to win the series four games to three, best out of seven. Um, they won game six and game seven. Now, we already talked about game six. Let's talk about game seven. Now, remember game six, Chris Paul had got injured uh, late in game six, and I, I was very, I was 100% sure he wouldn't play. Again, um, before people said, hey, you can play on a hamstring, you cannot play on a hamstring, you cannot play with a hamstring, okay? Remember, Basketball is a cardio sport which requires a lot of explosion and pushing off. You cannot push off with your thigh if your thigh cannot move. Remember, when the game was on the line, Chris Paul was on the floor and he couldn't get up. So don't think that because 24 hours passed, it was just improved. The injury was reported from two to four weeks. So 
you know, it, it sucks for Chris Paul. You know, he will be okay. He's the president of the Players Association. He's going to get a max contract from somebody. He will be fine. And again, he's 33. You know, he's not done. He'll have other chances. But again, it's tough luck for him. But I want to debunk some ideas, okay? So now everybody is telling me a couple things about Game 7. The first thing they're telling me is that Golden State cheated. So I said, well, how did they cheat? Well, Houston wasn't getting any calls. So in this playoffs, the calls have been very consistent both ways. Now, I want to talk to you about something. James Harden, he is an embellisher of calls, okay? He will play for a call, okay? Remember, he has 1,500 more fouls than anybody else. So his game, his number one threat to his game is literally to draw a foul better than anybody else can. With that being said, there's an adjustment you have to make in the playoffs. Every playoffs, people just grab Stephen Curry and they just don't call it. And he has to make an adjustment. Harden with the same thing. So when they crowd Harden's space... They give him some of these foul calls. Okay, so let's say on 10 three-point shots, he got fouled four times. They gave him the call three times. So one time he didn't get the call. But he's going to keep doing it. He's going to keep flopping, running into you, and being very dramatic with with an embellishment with um, acting like he got fouled. But the thing is, they're not going to call every play. Yo, if you flop 10 play times and they call four and don't call six, you can't say they're cheating. They gave you some of those calls, but you can't X for all of them. So again... Idea number one, that Harden didn't get any calls. Like I said, he gets calls, but he's not going to get all of them, and sometimes he's just flopping. Tell him it's game seven and to play through it. Okay, now idea number two. This is what I don't believe. Y'all said they're cheating. Now listen, there is nothing cheating about going 0 for 28. Okay, in the history of the NBA, no team has went 0 for 28 in the middle of a game. Do you know the last, the, the chances that happened was 1 in 72,000. Okay, do you know what 1 in 72,000 is? That's the chance that you go outside and get struck by lightning. Okay, so listen, they were all wide open. And that's what I think. People keep saying they got to switch it up. Well, here's the thing. One, Trevor Ariza, P.J. Tucker, and Eric Gordon, they were open for all those threes. And two, after like the 20th mystery, the only person that was going in the paint was Eric Gordon. All right, so let me give you all Eric Gordon stats real quick. Eric Gordon played 40 minutes, 9 of 22, 2 of 12 from the three-point line, very bad. Um, three rebounds, six to six, and 23 points, but he was the only one consistently driving. Now, we're going to get into Harden. I think Harden played decent. Um, 43 minutes, 12 of 29. That's about 50%. Uh, it's not 50%. Eh, it's close, about 46, 47. Two out of 13 from three. He missed 10 threes for two times in this series, the first time that happened in NBA history. All right. Six rebounds, six assists, and 32 points. Now, I want to debunk another idea. There's a theory that y'all lucky that Chris Paul got hurt. Listen, I would like to hate to inform people. I love Chris Paul. I think he will walk into the Hall of Fame. He gets hurt every single season, all right? Every single season. This year, he had a hamstring. He had a thigh. He had a foot. Last year, he had an ankle. He had a broken hand. He has missed playoff games. Do y'all remember the game in Portland? They were up two games to nothing, and Chris Paul broke his hand, and then right after that, Blake Griffin broke his leg. Like, this is not new that Chris Paul gets hurt. Okay, let's go back to New Orleans. He tore his meniscus. You know, he sprained his ankle. He has a ton of injuries. Now, the thing about Chris Paul, he is extremely tough, and if he can play through it, he will. Let's talk about the San Antonio uh, series. All right, that was three years ago when um the Clippers beat San Antonio. Hamstring. Let's talk about this series. Right before the playoffs, his hamstring was bothering him. So when y'all keep telling me injuries don't matter, well, he always gets hurt. So you can't say we're lucky that something happened that consistently happened. It doesn't make any sense. It's a false parallel. All right, so let's debunk idea number one that 
Um, Golden State got all the calls. No, you flopped for half the calls. You didn't get other half. Okay, number two is that y'all lucky Chris Paul got hurt. Well, we not can't be lucky that he gets hurt because he always gets hurt. You know what I'm saying? And number three, 0 for 27. Listen, they were wide open. Those are NBA players. Like 0 for 27, I, I don't, I don't, that's a bad law of averages. But then none of them are great shooters. You know, Trevor Ariza and P.J. Tucker are average shooters. Now, they should not go that bad, and there's no defending that. That's just bad timing. Now, let's talk about the law of averages, okay? So, in the first half, um, Houston was up by 10. They was hitting threes. They was pushing the break. Golden State was playing lethargic, not turning over the ball. The same things happened in game six and seven. And I said, yo, listen, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, and Kevin Durant are some of the best shooters in the history of the NBA, all right? You can look up the numbers. Kevin Durant, 50-40-90. Steph Curry, career, 44% three-point shooter. Remember, anything over 39 is great. All right, so 40 is a good shooter. He's been well over 40 and been the highest shooting, taking the most threes, taking the craziest threes, and he still gets the shots, all right? So, you know, I always kept saying during the game, the law of averages is going to come in a really bad way. And so in both first halves of game six and seven, you know, um... Golden State was missing shots, but they were missing open shots. And even Durant, people, we're going to talk about Durant in a minute, but people were like, yo, if they can do this for one more half. But my thing is, Houston is going 100 miles per hour. They're playing a six-man bench, okay? So those guys are getting tired. So like I said, like I said in the previous podcast, there were two games being played, the short game versus the long game. Now, the short game was that Mike D'Antoni said, if I play my best six players, I could win the series. Now, he wasn't wrong in that theory because it almost worked, but almost doesn't count. The long game was Steve Kerr was like, I don't care who I play. I'm going to play nine and ten deep. I'm not going to wear my guys out, and we're going to have more legs than you. And here's the thing. If you run as much as Houston does, your legs are going to give. So what happens when you your legs give? You probably miss some shots, right? Now, your legs giving is not an excuse for 28, but the thing is, it all works together. So like I said, Chris Paul always gets hurt. That's not luck. You know, it's it's, it's bad. It's, it's unfortunate, but it's not, you know, that Golden State got lucky that an injured player got injured again. Like, like, I love Joel Embiid, but if he got hurt versus Boston, I couldn't say, y'all lucky he got hurt. He gets hurt a lot. You know what I'm saying? It just, that's that's life, man. It just sucks for some people. Now, like I said, Chris Paul's career is not over. He's 33. He will have other moments. All right, and he's the president of the Players Association. Like I said, I feel bad for him that he got that moment taken away from him, but he'll have more, all right? He can still play the way his game is. He'll he'll be fine. He'll have other opportunities. Now, like I said, Harden did not play bad in this game, 32 points. But like I said, if you're up 10 at halftime, right, and you're one half away from going to the NBA Finals, and I say, yo, you up 10, wouldn't you say like the superstar should probably take over the third quarter? Because to me, if they blew Golden State out, they would have won. But they never blew them out. They went up by 11. They went up by 15. But they couldn't blow them out. I think you could have blew out Golden State and broke their will, but they didn't. And again, he is the first player in NBA history to miss 10 three-pointers in more than three, in three games. He missed 10 three-pointers. Three games. It's the first time it happened in NBA history. And like I said, while Chris Paul was amazing in those games, Harden was terrible. And he wasn't terrible in Game 7, but, you know, he has these moments, these bad moments. Like, we all know them, all right? We know the OKC moment he had. We know the um, the Spurs with Kawhi Leonard hurt, losing about 35 points. You know, we know these moments. So it's like, I don't know, y'all keep saying Golden State is lucky. It's lucky. Part of being lucky is injuries, and Golden State hasn't had any major injuries. But I want to remind y'all that Curry did partially tear his MCL. Now, it's the same injury that he suffered two years ago, 
But because he had Kevin Durant, he had longer time to recover from it. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost like they prepared for it. Do you know what Kevin Durant is? Kevin Durant was the Warriors insurance in case anything happened to Steph between his ankles, his knee. Was there another guy that they could give it to and say we could count on him to score to? Now, is Kevin Durant a better player than Stephen Curry? Well, yeah, he can. he's a better player, but he's not more impactful offensively. Okay, so in game one, right? That that um the game that Golden State lost, so game two, the first game that they lost, Kevin Durant had thirty six points and he was killing them, but they still lost by like twelve. And it was like, well, if he was so great, how they lose so bad? The points aren't as impactful. I'm telling y'all, when Steph Curry shoots a three, I don't know what it is, but it's almost like the 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 world's gonna fall, the empire's falling. It is. I never seen nothing like this when he shoots a three. The crowd is screaming. I mean, they were screaming in Houston like, no, you left him open again. And again, in the second half, Curry came to play. I kept telling people, listen, the law of averages, the best three shooters of all time are going to start making shots. In the first half of game seven, every Curry shot rimmed out. They weren't going to keep rimming out. That's not luck. He's a great shooter. Okay, I don't know what it is with people in Steph Curry that they don't like, but he's a great shooter. Okay, two-time MVP. Okay, some of y'all favorite players didn't make MVP two times, and I don't know whose fault that is, but those are stats. All right, so again, let me give you a couple stats from the uh, Warriors, and we're going to keep it moving, all right? <laughs> I'm a little worked up about this because y'all can't, I don't like discrediting people. Like, Houston had their chances. You had two chances, game six and game seven, to win one game. And both games, you were up 10 points and you at halftime, and you didn't get the job done. There's no luck involved. It's that simple, you know? I don't, I don't, I truly, I truly do not get it. All right, so let's talk about some numbers. Kevin Durant, 44 minutes played, 11 to 21, 5 of 11 from the three point line, 34 points. He scored most of his in the second half. Steph Curry, 10 for 22, 27 points, 10 assists, 9 rebounds. All right, Curry been secretly rebounding and nobody notices it. 7 of 15 from the three. And listen, them threes in the second half were like bombs. Like he was dropping them, and people were like, "Yo, what's happening? What's going on? Can we recover?" <laughs> okay, so again, um, I just want to congratulate the Warriors and the Rockets. I did pick the Rockets to lose in five games, and um, real quick, Mike D'Antoni tells Kevin Durant, "You're lucky." He tells Durant, "You're lucky that Chris Paul got hurt, or we would have won in seven. Steve Kerr said, "Oh yeah, if Iguodala played, we would have won in five. Because our best defender didn't play 27 minutes a game. So there's a little backstory between both of them. Uh, they worked together with the Suns. Remember when Shaq was on the Suns? Okay, Dan Tony was a coach. Steve Kerr was the GM. All right, they're both really nice guys, but they just didn't get along. Now, there's no real beef. It, it's just like, nah, it didn't work out. But they never really, there's kind of like a little, it's not animosity, but it's kind of like, yo, I never let that go. All right, so there's a little bit of that with them too. So... Again, congratulations to the Warriors and the Rockets. The Warriors did what they're supposed to do, and the Rockets put up a fight. Like I said, I picked the uh, Rockets to lose in five. Man, they came to play. All right, they that that system is not as good for the uh, for the postseason. The high pick and roll with four shooters, but man, yo, twenty seven shots they missed, and on those twenty seven shots, nineteen of them were wide open, and the defender did not come within five feet. All right, wide open. So again. I know Dan Tony's like, yo, it's a make or miss league. We miss shots, but we didn't take bad shots. They were wide open. Those aren't NBA players. Again, this is the Know Your Role Player podcast. Trevor Ariza is a really good, he's probably a top five role player. He missed 12 threes, all right? It's just bad luck. It just, it happens. It sucks. 
All right, P.J. Tucker, never a great shooter, but he missed a bunch of shots. Now, I want to give P.J. Tucker some love because he had eight offensive rebounds and he was dominating, okay? Dominating. You know, he's a six-foot-six um, small forward, but he can play power forward in a pinch. You know, but again, I want to give him a lot of love because P.J. Tucker is a guy that's been on the Suns for a bunch of years. And he was always one of the guys where people was like, yo, if we get him on the right team, if we get him on the right team, excuse me, I'm sorry, y'all. If we get him on the right team, he would be amazing. And I feel like for the first time, for the first time, P.J. Tucker was on the right team. And you got to honestly value and appreciate what he did, you know. So, um, you know, like I said, Houston did good. I don't, I don't want to kill Houston. Like, they took Golden State to seven games. That's amazing. That, that's truly amazing. So, let's give them props. On the East... Listen, I know people love the Celtics, but at some point, not having Kyrie Irving or Gordon Haywood was going to get you, and this was the series. They were good enough to beat the Cavaliers, but they they never been a great offensive team. Earlier in the season, they were 15th with Kyrie because the younger players were developing, and they're more developed now. But we're going to get to Boston on the second half of this podcast. This is part one. This is a two-part podcast on the second half. We're going to talk about uh, Boston versus Cleveland. I'll give you the finals outlook, and I'm going to give you all the schedule for the podcast for next week. All right? We'll be right back.